The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Congressional Republicans unveiled the most sweeping overhaul of the nation's tax code in three decades Friday evening, with an eye toward final passage next week after two key GOP senators endorsed the legislation. Quote, this is happening. Tax reform under Republican control of Washington is happening. House Speaker Paul Ryan. Republican from Wisconsin told rank and file members in a conference call last night. Most critics out there think it could ha- didn't think it could happen, and now we're on the doorstep of something truly historic. And I would have to agree: more money in your pocket, less money to the government, has got to be a good thing. We're going to take this first hour and break this down. Welcome to the conservative cartel. We are live from the Nine Line uh, Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393 is how you reach us. Alongside of the emotional meatball, Rocky Stucci, I'm your voice of liberty, Matt Locke, and we certainly are glad that you found us on your internet device this morning. Rocky, tax cut has to be good, right? Well, the rumor has it we're all going to die. Uh, so I'm just preparing myself. I'm writing my will. Well, while you're speaking, I'm, I'm literally typing out my will right now, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little melodramatic on that whole thing. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I'm sitting here messaging back and forth with a listener of the show who is a senior citizen. And we're going back and forth about, you know, how seniors are going to get stuck in what's going to happen with them and what's going on. And I'm confused because Medicare came into the conversation. And I'm thinking Medicare is not part of your taxes. Medicare is your insurance. Mm. And she's she's talking about the donut hole, which is is the deal where you get caught where your insurance and you don't cover anything. It's called the donut hole. So you get caught in there, and that comes out of your pocket. So your regular insurance and your Medicare insurance – don't meet at that point. And she's talking about the donut hole. And I said, look, I think you're confused between Medicare, which is insurance and taxes of what you're going to pay out of your check. Right. right. And and you said this, I'm a numbers guy. I, I, I have my own business. So I deal with an accountant every year. Unfortunately, I know a lot more about taxes than I probably should because I run my own business and I don't use a standard deduction. I itemize all my deductions because I have more 
than the standard. But for 70% of the people in the country today, they use the standard deduction. Mm -hmm. They're going to pay less taxes. Right, right. Someone like you, you Rocky, someone, you know, a a hardworking guy like you, you and your wife probably use the standard deduction. Your your tax brackets are going to change. They're going to go down. There was supposed to be less tax brackets, and they're actually staying with seven, by the way. So that's a little bit different. But here's the big driver of all of this, and then I want to hear your opinion because we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna break all of this down this hour. By the way, we've got our honoring our heroes coming up the bottom of the hour. We've got Travis Thorpe, who is a local cop up there around Rocky Stucci, that just got he's he's a good friend of Rocky's, just got an award for being an outstanding cop. So we're gonna talk to him a little bit at the bottom of this hour. We're gonna. Bring in Trevor Loudon, Enemies from Within. He's going to be our two. We're going to talk all kinds of things with uh, our government, Republicans, Democrats, how our government's getting infiltrated. And then in the third hour, we welcome to the program owner of rightwingnews.com, John Hawkins, who also writes for Town Hall. So, Rocky, we've got a jam-packed show this morning for the listeners out there. We're so glad that they're there. Of course, you can find us on our Facebook page, The Conservative Cartel. We are live. Please give that a like and a share. We're on our YouTube channel. And, of course, you can find us on TalkAmericaRadio.us every, Monday Monday through Friday. And now our show's back Monday through Friday, by the way. Uh, the Conservative Cartel Facebook page and car, in, uh, the Cartel YouTube channel. We're doing our show Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But, Rocky... Mm-hmm. Let's talk taxes. Let's let's talk reform. Right. The government right. hasn't reformed taxes in 31 years. Wow. Is it is it time? It, it was it was time 31 years ago. But <laughs> you, it's, if, I want to add something um, to me and Matt or Matt and myself were having a conversation before the show started, and and this is kind of the matrix that we have fallen upon now. Now Matt is a numbers guy. Matt he he's a numbers guy. Some people are just naturally numbers people, and and people understand taxes a lot more than the common man. Uh, in my comment to Matt before we started the program was it, it this we get so caught up in the arguments of the left and the right and what's good and what's bad, or we think we're getting affected because we're looking at the wrong media source and the other media sources saying that we're not. And this is what happens to people like me personally is that it becomes so confusing. Sometimes I find myself putting the earplugs in and crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. But now let me reference something really quick, Matt, in regards to the conversation you're having with one of our listeners. Something that you have strongly talked about, something that I have strongly talked about uh, for a very long time is the proper care of our senior citizens in this country. Where sure. Me personally have spoken my outrage on how somebody can come into this country as an illegal immigrant and get better benefits in this country than somebody who has worked their entire life in this country and can barely survive off the $1,200 a month that they get in Social Security. So when we talk about the tax plan, uh, you know, I, some of the things that you were referring to have nothing to do with the tax plan. Right. But there, it's something that this show follows very closely, and I want to point that out to the listeners, is that we want to make sure that, you know, those that have worked so hard their entire life are also not struggling. I mean, Matt, I'm sure you know people, I know people that they cannot retire. They're 62, 63, 64, 65, whatever their age may be. They can't retire because they can't afford to live off Social Security and or pay benefits or health benefits at the very same time. So right. uh, it's a broad picture, Matt, and I get confused personally. 
uh, getting caught up in the matrix. And I'm glad that I have somebody like you to help better break this down. Well, and I am a numbers guy. And I deal with them all the time, and it's confusing. I, I do get it for for the the you know average person out there who doesn't run a business, who is just taking the standard deduction. You know how does it affect them? And I have to tell you, we're going to dig deep into this in the next segment. I want to get into this a little bit and tell you how it does affect you. But I'll tell you what I think about Social Security. It's garbage. So let's just throw that out there right now. The government, you should be able to take your money. And put it into an investment vehicle that you want to put it into because your investment vehicle will outdo anything the government has. And the government's been raiding the Social Security Trust Fund for years. There's no money in it. I mean, when Social Security was first brought about, there were 16 workers putting in for every one worker taking out. Today, it's two to one. And the problem is, you're right. And the thing I can't believe is you get taxed on your Social Security when it comes out. And then you get taxed when you get paid your Social Security. You get double taxed on your Social Security, which it should be tax-free. They should be sending, that's your money. That is your money taken out of your paycheck that should be growing at some kind of a a rate and then returned to you for an investment vehicle. Because the reason Social Security came around is we didn't want elderly, we didn't want seniors to be desolate. You know, we had to feel, remember, you know, the government, we feel for you. We've got to help you. We want you to live. I mean, who can live on 1300 bucks a month? I mean, who can, I I can't imagine that. I don't make 1300. I couldn't live on 1300 bucks a month. It's crazy. The the amount of money you get back for what you put in. And I'm going to tell you right now, Rocky, you just had a birthday this week. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. I've got a birthday coming up in July. We're both the same age. When we come to retirement age in the next 25 years, there's not going to be any Social Security for us. But guess what you and I are paying? Social Security Security taxes. Scary thought. It it isn't going to be there for me. And it surely isn't going to be there for our children. So at some point, this is a good deal. What I'm trying to make a point of. This is a good deal to start reforming this stuff because it's not going to be good if we keep kicking this can down the road. That's the deal. We need lawmakers to do stuff. We need Medicare reform. We need Social Security reform or it's going to run out and it's going to be there. You can't promise everybody everything and then try to deliver. Hey, stick around. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. Much more on the other side. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. we went out on break uh, when matt was referring to social security now uh, again i'm not a big numbers guy i you know I'm, I, I try to understand things as best as i can and not get caught up into the matrix but here's my question let's just say and i'm just speaking hypothetically here but well let's just say social security did just disappear in the next 20 30 years now my question is is all these people that are paid into social security would they be reimbursed back all the money that they put into the social security system if it did disappear that's just the thought that came to my mind when matt was referring to it 
uh, in the last segment. Welcome back to the program, the Conservative Cartel. Right here, of course, the emotional meatball, Rocky Stucci, on the other side of the microphone, my brother at arms, the voice of liberty, Mr. Matt Locke. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. And if you want to call in, folks, it's pretty easy. All you need to do is pick up that phone, dial 888-900-3393. Again, that's 888-900-3393. Matt Locke. On the Black Rifle Coffee hotline, by the way. And you oh, can help that. them out because they are sending, they're, they're going to donate 10,000 pounds of coffee. Man, that's amazing. To our men and women overseas fighting for our freedom so that Rocky and I can come on and give you this fantastic mm-hmm. show. 10,000 pounds of coffee. Here's how you do it. Send an email to donations at blackriflecoffee.com. Send them the unit name and address of your loved one, relative, acquaintance that is serving overseas. They will send them coffee. And by the way, uh, the marketing guy, Dan, over at uh, Black Rifle, got a hold of me this week. And until December 21st, you can get 50% off of your expedited shipping. So you can have it for Christmas is why they're doing this. 50% off of your expedited shipping through December 21st. Use Cartel 10 to get a 10% discount at Black Rifle Coffee. Use Cartel 15 and head over to NineLineApparel.com, and you can have one of these great shirts that Rocky and I are wearing. Cartel 15 will get you 15% off a new conservative cartel Nine-Line Apparel shirt. It's fantastic. Head over and show those guys some love. Our shirts are only going to be up until December 26th. They're on special order for a limited time. So show NineLineApparel.com, BlackRifleCoffee.com some love. They're great sponsors. We love them, and we're honored to be associated with them. But, Rocky, we're talking tax reform. Mm-hmm. Let me get you the the nuts and bolts, because that's me. I'm the nuts and bolts guy. We still got seven tax brackets, um, 10%, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, and 37. But here's the big thing I want to talk about this segment. The corporate tax rate is reduced from 35%, which is the highest in the world, to 21%. Wow. I want you to think about that for a second. That's a fourteen. That's that's a fourteen percent reduction in corporate taxes. And I, I use this analogy. I use this example on the cartel this week. Let's say you're a ten million dollar business. If you're paying thirty five percent in taxes, you're getting rid of three point five million dollars in taxes of that ten million. That just easy numbers, right? Well, if you're allowed to keep fourteen percent of 10 million, that means you get to keep out of that 3.5, you get to keep $1.4 million in your pocket. That's a big number. And with that, I taught, we taught Neil Phillips called in this week on the show, Rocky, and and he runs a small business. Mm -hmm. Small businesses are the backbone of our society today. Small businesses employ about 70 to 80% of the workforce. He's going to put money with a tax break. He's going to put money back into his business and hire more people. Think about what that's going to do to the economy. I read an article yesterday where they're saying that the growth of the GDP for the fourth fourth quarter is going to be three and a half percent. That is amazing. That is amazing. And what's going to happen with all of this when you start getting, and here's the deal. The left is very good at demonizing this plan. They've got half of the country thinking this is a bad thing for them. What this is going to do is this is going to spur economic growth. 
This is going to create jobs, and this is going to take people off of the welfare system, and the right. left is petrified because right. that's their victim status and the people they need right. to vote for them. And if they don't have their hand out to the government and they're, they're making a living wage, then they're no longer a victim. Well, because they're going to be held responsible to actually fend for themselves. And man, what blows my mind is that when you just said that uh, the, the corporate tax rate is the highest in the world, it blows my mind when I hear people argue on how it is just devastating that we're even considering cutting a corporate tax rate. It's like it, we want to demonize people for being successful, and all these people that complain about the big corporations and big money, I have grievances, man. I'm sure you do too. We can sit down and we, we, we can have open dialect about all these different situations, but we sit here, the, the highest tax rate in the world, yeah. and we sit here, and some of these people would actually want to tax these companies, corporations, even more money. But here's the thing, you know, I see this constant attack on people that are successful, and most people that are successful in my life, that I know they started with nothing. They started out of garages. They started with an idea and built something up to become successful, and now they're doing very good wealthy. But it seems like a lot of these people that complain about the rich, they would give their left arm to have the exact same thing that the same people that they complain about have. Well, they want it without the work. Exactly. That's the thing that we do in this country. We demonize prosperity. We demonize success. You know, at one point... Bill, Bill Gates started Microsoft in his garage. Mm-hmm. And look where it's at today. He wasn't always rich. Warren Buffett wasn't always rich. Ross Perot wasn't always rich. They started, and in, in, in you're right, Rocky, people want to be rich. They want to be famous. They want to be, you know, they, they want to be known. But they don't want to work to get there. I was talking about this this week. You know, we do the conservative cartel. We work our butts off. I mean, we have we have our, our main jobs. We have the radio. We have, I mean, here at the cartel, we all wear several hats because we're a small business. Mm-hmm. And we are working 10, 11, 12-hour days between our jobs, our part-time job, which this is, trying to get the word out because we love our country. Right. And, and, and people are like, oh, look at the success that the conservative cartel had. It must be easy. Hmm. They have no idea. No, Nobody. And, that's, and I'm not trying to demonize anybody. But in this country, you out there listening to my voice right now have every bit the opportunity that Rocky, Ron, and I have. It's, it, we live in the greatest country. We live in the greatest country on the planet. And you ought to be allowed, and we talked about this before, you ought to be allowed to keep more of your money, and hence tax reform. But I'm going to tell you something here. I'm going to give you an object lesson here today. They're taking away some deductions for the state level. And it's going to hit the people hardest in New York, New Jersey, and California. What do those states have in common? They're run by liberals. They've been run into the ground, and they're the highest taxed states in the country because they want to give everybody a handout, and they and, and they want to be a welfare state. Right. All and all these people are like, "Oh my God, I'm getting screwed because I got <laughs> I can't deduct my state taxes." You know why you're getting screwed? Because your state is screwing you. Right. Right. You're getting screwed because your state cannot regulate its budget. 
It's bankrupt. Connecticut, almost bankrupt. The state of Illinois, almost bankrupt. California, almost bankrupt. What do they got in common? They're all run by Democrats. They're all run by people who want to take your money and give it to people who don't earn it. And you're mad because now they're taking away the state deduction because your your state's screwing you? Your, your anger is misplaced. It is misplaced, man. That's perfectly said. The anger is misplaced because I sit here and we, we talk about the blue-collar worker all the time on this program, right? Because we all work so hard and most of us just to be broke. And when we sit here and we're talking, we're watching these states of our great country go bankrupt, but we're watching the population of these states sit on their hands. And, and there, let me let me come back to that uh, comment, what we were talking about earlier, Matt, when we talk about the confusion, the matrix of the taxes, is it, it is so intense to the, the most people in our societies that they don't have a clue. They don't even get involved in the conversation. They just, they, they look at their check, they see how much money that they can actually use to spend, and that is the way they live their life. Yep. And it needs to be broken down in a way that people can understand that how it's affecting them. Because when we look at these states, and these states are going bankrupt, these people are being tax blinded. They're being tax broke. But they don't understand why. All they know is that they, they have a political system that is failing them, but they think that same political system that's failing them is the right political system, and they're doing nothing about it. Man, is that well said. You're, actually, you're, you're right. And what's happening here, Rocky, on top of all of what you just said, is that states that are doing well, they're bailing out the Illinois. They're, bail, they're bailing out the New Yorks. They're bailing out the Californias. They're bailing out the New Jerseys because these states are doing well and they have surpluses. Texas has a, has a, a surplus. State of Indiana has almost a $2 billion economic surplus. Mm. So you can do it. There's states out there proving that you can be fiscally responsible. Right. I mean, the state of Texas, I love the state of Texas. Moved down here about three months ago. There's no state income tax. Mm. Zero. Isn't that amazing? Right. Now they get they get their, you know, they get their revenue in other ways. I'm going to tell you the differences because in the state of Indiana, the state sales tax is 7%. Texas, it's eight and a quarter. There's a percent and a quarter they take that they didn't take out of your income tax, right? But that's based on consumption. Your property tax, probably a little higher here in Texas than it is in Indiana because you don't have state income tax. See, there's a fine line to balance here. There's a fine line to walk with these states. And look, we have to pay taxes. We need firefighters. We need police officers. We need first responders. We need roads. We need ways to get back and forth to work, transportation, that kind of stuff. But you would think that a government would find more efficient ways to spend our money. But Matt, you would think that a government would go back to the common household policy. If you don't have the money, you don't spend the money. Exactly. And that would be, boy, that would be something different, wouldn't it? I mean, that's the way we run our budgets. I mean, you can't go to your bank after you run out of money and say, hey, up my debt limit. I need another 50,000. I spent a hundred, but I need another 50. It doesn't work. Hey, hang tight. On the other side, honoring our heroes, our new segment coming up, plus Travis Thorpe. We're going to talk to him about the award he won. Not all cops are bad. We love our cops, our first responders, our firefighters, our veterans. We love honoring them. Share, share, share. Let everybody know where the conservative cartel is at. Share. It keeps sharing. 
This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Cartel, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, it's time for our new segment here on the Conservative Cartel. We're calling it Honoring Our Heroes. Police officers, firefighters, first responders, EMS, veterans, we love them all. And unfortunately, this morning, it is with heavy hearts again that we come to you and we honor fallen firefighter Corey Iverson, 32, who died on Thursday of this week while fighting the deadly Thomas Fire out in California, which is raging across Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. He is the first firefighter to die in the latest outbreak of wildfires and the second fatality overall after a citizen. Now, Corey Iverson was an engineer with a state fire engine strike team based in San Diego. He was 32. He was survived by his pregnant wife and two-year-old daughter, said Fire Chief Ken Pimlot of the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. Iverson has been with the state since 2000. And nine. On Thursday afternoon, dozens of police and fire vehicles escorted a hearse carrying Iverson's flag draped body to the county medical examiner's office in Ventura. The Thomas Fire officially became the fourth largest in California's recorded history on Thursday and it has burned 379 square miles and is closing in on 250,000 acres. So here at the Conservative Cartel, we salute you, Corey Iverson. Thank you for your service, Rocky. Take it away. To a lot of people, uh, the only reality they get sometimes of this is what they see on the news. To a lot of people, uh, they see a fire truck or they see a police car that that speeds by them with their lights blazing and the sirens sounding. And and to a lot of kids, it's very cool to see and hear. But this is real-life, everyday stuff. These, These forest fires that are being fought every day, a lot of people don't truly understand the fatigue and what goes into fighting these fires a lot of people don't understand what it takes to put that badge on their chest that gun on their hip and go out and risk their single life every day as not just only a job but a duty to the citizens they chose to represent this is why i'm so honored to speak for men and women in uniform men and women and firefighters and police officers and first responders this is a duty that they give to us the american people and it's not always just a fire truck going by it's somebody going and saving somebody's life it's not just a fire truck going by it's somebody who's going to put out somebody's personal house from burning down it's not just a fire truck that's driving by it's somebody that's going and trying to put out a forest fire to save your neighborhood and as we appreciate what we see let's not forget what they do and so we thank all of them for their dedication to the American people. May God bless them, and God bless the United States of America. Matt. Well said. Oh, by the way, speaking of officers, I I have a dear brother here in the Twin Cities. He's a good friend of mine, and and those that watch the conservative cartel, uh, as you just witnessed through this segment, uh, we want to recognize all men and women in uniform. And we thought that it would be an honor for us to have our friend, come on to the program because just recently here in the Twin Cities, uh, my friend Travis Thorpe 
was recently recognized uh, for a life. He, he was recognized and received the life saving award for performing performing CPR on a moped driver who collided with an SUV. I'll say that again: a moped driver that collided with an SUV. And uh, these are the people that we want on the program. These are the people that we want to recognize. Travis is a dear friend of mine. He's local here from the Twin Cities, former police officer. So with that being said, we want to welcome our brother at arms, uh, Travis Thorpe. Travis, brother, welcome to the conservative cartel. Hey, how you guys doing? Fantastic, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I got to hold you last week. And I know, uh, you know, this. That we started this Honoring Our Hero segment a couple weeks ago. And, and I saw on Facebook um, of the video uh, when you received the award, you clean up very nice, my friend. But uh, we thought that uh, it would be outstanding to have you on and just you know share with us uh, this segment on what happened. Um, we don't. We got about ten minutes here, uh, so share with us uh, what happened in the situation that led to you receiving the life saving award. Outstanding. I'll try to keep it within the due time here. So I was actually uh, out at a Masonic. Uh, function. I, I belong to a local Freemason Lodge in Minneapolis, and we just wrapped up serving a bunch of burgers out on the street and uh, brought everything into the building, and I'm standing outside of our lodge uh, smoking with a few of my Masonic brothers, and t- behind me at a very busy intersection, I hear a loud crash, uh, so I turn around and I see a moped laying in the middle of the intersection, and there's a body laying limp over the moped and traffic is still running through. So uh, without any hesitation, I just sprint out into the middle of the intersection and uh, it was a little difficult to navigate traffic crossing at the same time. Uh, but I had a, an unconscious uh, uh, citizen sitting there uh, with his neck on top of his hot muffler. His helmet was clear across the intersection over on the corner on the sidewalk. And the, uh, the colliding vehicle had already taken off and, and parked, and the guy took off on foot. Uh, so I started assessing the, the citizen that was on top of the, the moped. And uh, <clears throat> another motorist came by and assisted me in, in taking him off of the muffler and laying him flat on the ground. Uh, while looking at him, he had absolutely no consciousness. He was not breathing. He had about one beat per 45 seconds on his pulse. He had jugular vein distension. Um, he had cerebral spinal fluid coming from his orbital sockets, his nose, his ears, and a compound fracture on his femur on his right leg. Wow. Uh, so he was pretty tore up. And uh, the biggest thing is we needed to start getting him breathing again and get his heart going again. Uh, so I started compressions right away while another motorist was helping me uh, stabilize his head. Now, during this entire incident, I still got traffic driving two inches from my feet the entire time, you know, and I got glass digging in my knees and, you know, there's approximately 40 people just standing there gawking and watching. So I'm yelling, you know, to some of them in Arabic, I'm yelling to some of them in, you know, Spanish, you know, to start blocking the cars, start, you know, taking control of the scene. And so I got like a small army of 40 people trying to help me get traffic going, but yet people are still trying to get busy on their way and still driving right through us. So I was doing compressions for approximately two minutes before the first officer arrived on scene from Minneapolis Police Department. And he comes up to the the feet and he's like, you all right? And I was like, no, are you ready to switch? And he goes, no, you're doing a good job. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, come on. So I I keep with compressions. I get uh, a sign of life from him for about uh, uh, two breaths and uh, 
his eyes moved, and I got very hopeful, and I checked his pulse, and he dropped out and coded out on me again. So I continued with compressions. Uh, now there's about 20 officers within three to four minutes that show up, uh, and they just took over blocking off the scene and keeping traffic from going through. So I'm still there with just the motorist working on this guy for about seven minutes straight uh, doing compressions. And then finally the fire engine shows up. And uh, by this time, about five firefighters uh, start assessing him from his feet up. I asked them if they're ready to take over on compressions. They repeat the same thing, which was, no, you're doing a good job. Keep going. And <laughs> so I continue with compressions, uh, finally get signs of life from him again. His eyes start moving, start rolling. He starts having breaths and blood starts coming up from his mouth. Uh, we clear his airway, uh, check his pulse, and he's got a rapid, stable heartbeat. So they load him up on the gurney and take him off to HCMC. And uh, this is probably one of the most heartbreaking moments for me at this time as a citizen doing this, because uh, I spent eight years in the infantry in the Army. I was a police officer, did private security contracting, but I was always in the loop when there was, you know, emergencies like this. And so, the, you know, I've never been disconnected from the other end of it, you know, right. uh, knowing if he lived or not. Right. And it took, I'd say, probably about uh, a day and a half uh, to be able to get in touch with the family to get permission to find out if he lived or not. Uh, now, he did end up living for uh, approximately 16 hours uh, with the assistance of machines, and it was long enough for family to come in and say goodbye. Uh, but unfortunately, he did pass away. Uh, but as the, the doctors noted that uh, the, the life-saving CPR that happened was able to save the organs, and they were able to harvest all of his organs for donation, which in turn saved another seven lives. But on top of that, Travis, on top of, of the, the organ part, which is a beautiful thing, uh, if it wasn't for your efforts, your heroic efforts, mind you, uh, this family would have never had the opportunity to be able to say goodbye um, to to this, this individual that got in this catastrophic accident. Uh, Travis, we're coming up on the end of time here, and I just want to, uh, from a brother to a brother, and somebody I, I've known Travis for quite a while. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, Travis is a veteran. Uh, as you just heard, uh, former police officer, uh, I, I considered it a huge honor um, to be able to sit next to you around those bonfires and have the conversations that we do. I consider it a true honor to call somebody my friend that's willing to go above and beyond the call of duty, to stay above reproach and to put another life before your own. And so on behalf of myself, Thank you. And Matt, is there any last words you want to say to Travis? No, amazing. Thank you, Travis, for your service and for your heroic efforts. I mean, I'm sure that family appreciate it. We, we appreciate the fact you came on and told your story today on the cartel look. Stick around. On the other side, we're going to get back into tax reform, you know, get that under wraps. And then Trevor Loudon and John Hawkins join us in the next two hours. Don't go anywhere. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. is the conservative cartel with matt rock and rocky stucci only on the blaze radio network that's right this is the conservative cartel i am rocky stucci with my brother matt lock and i want to address something really quick because as a firefighter first responder and uh, somebody on the hazmat response team um one of the biggest 
uh, one of the biggest, I don't want to say grievances, but one of the biggest concerns I get from bystanders that watch certain situations is they feel like uh, if you have 20 firefighters there or if you have 10 firefighters and 10 police officers and some first responders and not every single one of them is touching a human body, they feel uh, as if people are just standing around and not helping you. But part of how we train is that if somebody is conducting CPR, typically you have two people, one that is stabilizing the head and then the individual conducting the CPR. And if things are being uh, ran smoothly through the CPR process, everybody else is to stand back and be hands off. There's not much else you can do when somebody is, is receiving CPR. You can't rub toes. You can't you can't move legs. There's, there's not much you can do. Um, so I just wanted to explain that to people, that you can have 30 responders standing around a body uh, that is being uh, given CPR, but only really two people are needed for that. So a lot of people get frustrated during that response, uh, but that is how it happens. That is how it works. And so I just want to, again, thank Travis Thorpe for coming on the program, thank him for his, his selfless service to his community, his selfless service as a former police officer, and, of course, for his uh, his loyalty to his country as serving uh, for us in our military. Welcome back to the program, the Conservative Cartel, live from the Nightline Apparel Studios. If you want to call in Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393, Matlock. Well, let's finish up tax reform, shall we? We're at a point where, you know, you and I were talking, and I want to get into this because it looks like we've got the votes. It looks like they're going to up the the child tax credit from 1100 to 1400 That's what little Marco wanted, Marco Rubio. Wanted a little bit more child tax credit. And it looks like old Bob Corker from Tennessee is going to jump on board. And I want to talk about the ramifications of tax reform. Because I was listening to Fox News. I got it up on the studio in here, in our Nine Line Apparel Studios. And I was watching it this morning, and there was a very uh, astute question asked this morning from one of the uh, Fox anchors. And he said, look, when tax reform starts working, when people start seeing more money in their pockets, when this thing starts stimulating the economy, what are the Democrats going to have to run on in 2018 when none of them have voted for this? Fair question? Fair question. Because we're finding out really quickly, Rocky, that the Democratic Party is the they don't want you to have more money. They don't want anything for you. Because here's the thing. I talked about this on our show this week. The Democratic Party needs taxpayer dollars to grease the, the rails for their lobbyists and special interests. This is how they get things done. So if less money is going to the government, guess who's getting less money to get stuff done? Special interest and lobbyists. Right. So who is the Democratic Party fighting for? Special interest and lobbyists. Right. They're not fighting for you. That should outrage you. That should make you mad. Rocky, we were talking about this before the show. You were talking about the fact that, you know, you're a hardworking guy. You work some overtime. You want to put mm-hmm. a little extra coin in your pocket at the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to give your your family a good Christmas, and you are telling me how much in taxes come out after your regular pay. Right. And it's it's things like this where why does the government want to demonize you for working? 
Well, they penalize you, Matt. They penalize yep. you for, for giving the extra effort. They penalize you on making that extra effort to be able to pay your bills, uh, to, to sit here and to come up with extra Christmas money. I cannot believe because there's opportunities I get to where I can get double time as well. And it, it, I question all the time, how worth it is it? Because it's literally after the amount of taxes that come out of my paycheck, it's literally just a couple of points over of what my regular pay is. And now a lot of people are going to come back at me and say, well, that gets readjusted at the end of the year when you file your taxes. But the reason I work overtime is because I need that money now. I don't need that money when I file my taxes at the end of the year. I need it now. And, man, I got one more quick thing. Uh, when we talk about the child tax credit, I got some grievances on this because we, okay, we're going to up the child tax credit. There's a lot of people out there that are amazing people. They absolutely deserve the child tax credit. I just break the threshold to where I do not qualify for the child tax credit. So I don't get that extra kickback every single year. Here's the thing, though, is that when we talk about the child tax credit, we have people that are career welfare recipients. Now, if people want to call me a racist or a hateful or whatever you want to call me for what I'm saying right now, go ahead and call me whatever you got to call me because I don't care. We have people that are career welfare recipients that don't do nothing in this life, that don't contribute to society, that don't contribute to their own lives, their own children, their own growth, their own potential. And we're sitting here and we're rewarding people that we pay for all year long. We're rewarding people that we cover their mortgages. We cover their food. We cover their transportation. We cover their electric bills. And at the, at the end of the year, we're sitting here giving some of these families with six kids running around a check for ten, twelve, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $15,000, while me, who sits here every single day, works overtime, barely makes my bills, and I get punished, and I don't get that kickback because I make just a little bit too much money. I mean, we look at the unbalance of what the people we're trying to support and the people that we're not. And as we say all the time on this show, the middle class in this country continue to get crucified, and I'm tired of it. No, and you're right. And I know the way you feel is the way a lot of people feel out there. You know, the hard workers that make this country go, the people that do work, and that's the amazing thing because people don't understand. You know, the left wants to tell you, and this is you hit on this perfectly, Rocky. The left wants to tell you that this is for all of the corporations. Mm -hmm. The greedy 1%, this is a rich tax break. Well, the people on the bottom, I mean, literally, I know people, and I'm not going to name names. I know people who get more back from the government than they put in. That's right. That's welfare. That's not taxes. That's welfare. But yet you've got the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. Oh, well, it's going to kill the lower class. No, it isn't going to kill the lower class. Oh, well, Donald Trump didn't. Did the, the bottom tax rate, the people <laughs> in the bottom tax rate don't pay taxes. <laughs> they don't. I am so sick and tired of us. Us working middle class people being told that we're greedy because we want the government to take less of our money. And oh, you got to feel, you got to feel bad for the people. I don't feel bad for the people because I'm going to say it again. Everybody in this country has the same equal opportunity to be successful. And don't give me this crap of no, it down, no, but no. Yes, you do. Get off your dead, lazy rear end and go out and earn your, go out and earn what you have. You have the same amount, you have the same exact ability to do what I do. Right. Nothing less, nothing more. It's the pursuit of happiness. It's not the guarantee of it. 
You're not guaranteed anything in this country, and the people who work are getting shafted. They're getting shafted. I'm sorry, brother. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just want to reiterate something because when I when I reference the child tax credit, um, there's when we talk about some of the income in this country, we're talking about some people that are making literally minimum wage uh, that have multiple children. Uh, those people so much deserve um, some kind of help when it comes to that. My reference is strictly towards the people that take advantage of the system That's and right. don't contribute one lick anytime throughout an entire year i'm sorry man well ahead. they're parasites they're like a tick on a host they suck that blood and they don't give anything back and, and, and look that's my that's my thing i'm talking about you know it, why in the world if you have a higher unco- income you get less tax credit for your children i mean you have children just like anybody else has children right i mean if right. you're going to do this it, but that, that's the thing see we tax income we tax production Mm -hmm. we tax hard work we tax the makers and we give it to the takers atlas shrugged read that book and ran unbelievable it's unbelievable in what should be done and i know we didn't get into this conversation because now we don't have time and we're up against the end of the hour (laughs) which is unbelievable but there needs to be a fair or flat tax we need to be taxing consumption not income then everybody gets taxed at the same level and you can control your taxation by what you purchase. Dang, that was a fast hour, Rocky. Fast. Fast hour. Look, coming up, the great Trevor Loudon. Enemies within. We're going to talk about our government and in, in, in just the debauchery that's currently going on there. We're going to get deep into conversation. You're going to want to be on your device. Make sure you're there. The conservative cartel is going to roll on this Saturday morning. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I often question, I, I, I often question almost every single day is, well, where do the American people truly stand when we talk about policies in the United States? Where do the blue collar workers stand when we talk about policies and tax reform in the United States? Because it seems like the wrong people always get rewarded. And that is a major frustrating point to myself and Matt Locke because we promote hard work and we also promote being rewarded for your hard work. Welcome back to the program, The Conservative Cartel. Uh, we are live, folks, from the Nine Line Apparel Studios and the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to call in, our Black Rifle Coffee hotline is 888 Now, just so you folks know, we are waiting for our guest just to call in. He is going to be Trevor Loudon. Now, I, just so you, I, I want to fill you in, I, I, I came across Trevor uh, from a documentary called Enemies Within. And there's something we sit back and we watch, Matt, we watch Donald Trump get attacked for being a fascist. We watch Donald Trump for being attacked for being a Nazi. Uh, the, this, the, what comes out of media's mouth is, is so absurd to me. It is is so out of control, 
and how people can actually come forth and sit here and accuse somebody like Donald Trump for being a Nazi or for being a fascist. When you look at the work of somebody like Trevor Loudon and you go watch his documentary called Enemies Within, Enemies Within, if you have not seen this documentary, folks, and you want to talk about communism, you want to talk about Marxism, you want to talk about infiltration of our political system, it really starts making sense when you look at what's happening today within our political realm of why certain things are happening. So with that being said, it is my humble honor to welcome to the program our friend, Trevor Loudon. Trevor, sir, thank you so much for being on the program. Hey, how are you? Good to be on. I, so I just I, I got to start off by saying this. I was so shocked. I was so stunned. Uh, it, it, but in this weird way, I was inspired by the work and the effort that you put in uh, when I watched your documentary, Enemies Within, and how you uh, you broke it down in ways I've never seen before on how communism is truly still infiltrated within our political system. Look, I, I would say it's never been stronger. In what ways, Trevor, Matt, here on the other side, and what? let's explain yes. why you did Enemies Within, and in what ways is our government been infiltrated by what you said in your documentary? Well, you know, see, what you got to understand is this. We've had a, we had a Democratic Party under Obama for eight years, which pushing policies like Obamacare, uh, the gutting of the military, um, gays in the military, um, like like the uh, trying to push fracking bans, uh, normalization of relations with Cuba, um, all of, all of these things were communist policies. Um, immigration, the push for immigration amnesty, all of them came out of the communist movement. So you've got about I don't know forty to fifty thousand real hardcore card carrying communists in this country, but the problem is. They control the labor union movement, and the labor union movement controls the Democratic Party. So these 40,000 communists, they come up with a policy, they make it union policy, and the unions make it Democrat policy. And then there are many, we'd say there's at least 100 members of your House and 20 members of your Senate who are basically on board with this agenda anyway, so, so really, 40,000 40, communists were running America right through the Obama years and pushing their policies down your throats. And I think most American voters, 300, you know, 320 million Americans, I think virtually none of them had any idea that was going on, and we had to expose it. Well, and it's still going on. Go ahead, Rocky. No, I was going to say well, it's, it's still going on because the, the swamp hasn't been drained, you know, right. sufficiently. So Obama is still a president in his own way, and mm. and the infrastructure around him is still there, and the Democrats are still communists. So yes, it, a lot has to be a lot has to be done. You you point out uh, a very scary fact is when you say the Obama presidency isn't done. And, and this is something I want to point out to the listeners because 
Uh, we look at what Donald Trump has been going through. We look at the complete attack from the entire political system towards Donald Trump. You know, we're talking all the way down to the alphabetical agencies. And when you go yeah. and research the work of uh, uh, Trevor Loudon, and you start looking at the organizations that are contributing to the Democratic Party, you start to understand that there is such a much broader picture to what we're witnessing. And, and Trevor, you said it spot on. Most Americans don't even realize that this is happening. Well, I'll give you an example. You know, um, we had the recent Senate election in Alabama, right? Now, all the talk is about the black majority came out and voted for, for Doug Jones. And, you know, he, he, was, it was, he won by the black vote. Now, what, it goes deeper than that. You've got to understand who motivated that black vote and who got it out. Now, there's an organized little coalition in Alabama run by two main people. One of them is the chairman of CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations in Alabama. And another one is a guy called Scott Douglas, who runs the Greater um, Birmingham Ministries, a Christian group. Now, what you, And they got out the vote. The, the CARE lady says, boasts that... that um, Doug Jones won by 20,000 votes and they got 20,000 Muslim voters to the polls who all voted for Doug Jones. So basically the Muslim vote got Doug Jones a seat. But the, the guy in charge of getting out the black vote across Alabama was Scott Douglas, who despite his uh, Christian appearance was a longtime leader of the Communist Party USA. Basically, the Communist Party USA and CARE, a Muslim Brotherhood front group, just won the election for a Democrat in Alabama. Wow. It's going on all over the country, people. We saw Virginia uh, was a disastrous election for the um, Republicans recently, Northern Virginia, and they talk about, oh, the, the huge numbers of minorities voting and the felons voting. Exactly because that was all organized by a group called the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, a communist group who, have, uh, who run a thing called New Virginia Majority. And they have signed up over 300,000 new voters, black, Latino, and Muslim, in the last couple of years. Plus, they were behind the uh, move by the governor, Terry McAuliffe, to give voting rights to a couple of hundred thousand felons. New Virginia majority, a communist group, flipped Virginia. And now they're working to do the same in Florida and North Carolina and Georgia. They are backing Stacey Abrams, for instance, for, for governor of Georgia and Arizona. And if they can flip one or two of those states, and Florida is extremely vulnerable because you have... 500,000 Puerto Rican Democrats now moving into the state, if they can flip two or three of those states, that's all over for the Republicans. There will never be another Republican president. That's how close we are to losing this country, and it is completely being orchestrated by the communist movement working through the Democratic Party. Well, and look, Trevor, Matt here, and we're up against it. We're we're, we're going to roll you over. We you have another segment. I'm hoping at least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh. I can stand as long as you like. Wonderful. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But uh, we got Trevor Loudon on the phone. Enemies within. I mean, a great scholar 
unbelievable patriot. And I want to get to in the next segment, you hit something there. I want to talk about the travel ban. When, when you're talking about care yeah. and we're talking about what's going on with these organizations within these states, I want to get into the root of this and why the Democrats are really wanting to, they're fighting this travel ban as we're seeing um, Bangladeshi immigrants in New York strapping on pipe bombs and trying to walk, you know, down to Times Square or into the subway, or we've got uh, lone wolf jihadis. We got, you know, the, the, the individual jihad as we're driving pickup trucks down a bike path in New York. I want to dive into and continue to expound on what you just talked about in these states with Virginia, with Alabama, with Florida. But we're up against it. Don't go anywhere. The conservative cartel, Rocky Stucci, Matlock. We've got Trevor Loudon on the phone, and we're talking about our country and what we need to do here. Stick around. We roll on this Saturday morning. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's Matt Block and Rocky Stucci. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. I was trying to jump the gun there on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 I'm getting right to it. We've got Trevor Loudon, enemies within, uh, documentarist, uh, all-around uh, guy that just gets this. And in the last segment... We're talking about the infiltration of the Communist Party USA into our government. We're talking about Muslims voting in Alabama. And Trevor, I want to get to something that you had left here that really shocked both Rocky and I. Because you're talking about care. You're talking about infiltrating our voting system by the Muslim population in states like Alabama. And I want to ask you a question, and I want you to really get into this. We've got a travel ban. We're trying to build a wall. We're trying to control our borders. And the Democrat Party is fighting tooth and nail to keep that from happening are these two correlated? Are these two instances correlated? And why are the Democrats doing it? Look, absolutely. Now, you've got to understand a very simple thing. You, you tell me if my math is incorrect. Hillary Clinton promised she was going to legalize every illegal immigrant and give them citizenship within 100 days of taking office. Now, just think of the implications of that. You know, Mitt Romney won his... Uh, lost his presidential election by two and a half million votes. Donald Trump won by 200,000. There are between 12 and 30 million illegals in the country. They will vote around 80% Democrat if they are given citizenship and voting rights. 
That is between 10 and 24 million new Democrats. Hmm. Can you imagine how you are ever going to beat that? Never. Look, this is the whole reason they're pushing amnesty. Amnesty is the road to the one-party democratic state, and the Democrats are controlled by the unions. Now, now, if, if... uh, unions and the unions are controlled by the communists. Now, if you don't believe me, think back. 30 years ago, the biggest force in America opposing illegal immigration were the unions. Right. The AFL-CIO was constantly lobbying Congress to stop illegal immigration and penalise employers who, who employed illegals because they understood it, took their jobs and lowered their wages and conditions and broke their strikes. But in 1994, the Marxists took over the AFL-CIO under John Sweeney, the, the, the member of Democratic Socialists of America. They removed the anti-communist clause from the AFL-CIO's constitution, and now every major labor union is communist-controlled. And now the unions are, are the ones leading the charge for amnesty. Now, the, the man who engineered that, Alessio Medina who was Obama's immigration advisor, a member of Democratic Socialists of America. I've got him on tape in my movie saying this. He got up in front of a communist audience in 2009 and said, passing amnesty for our 11 million undocumented workers is the number one priority of the progressive movement. If we get citizenship and voting rights for these people, they will stand with us. That will give us at least 8 million more Democratic Party votes. That will give us a governing majority, not just for the next few election cycles, basically forever. That is amnesty and refugee resettlement are all about swamping the conservative base and destroying conservative culture. All these refugees are not going to... Um, Islamic refugees are not going to Boston or LA because they already control that. They are going to conservative communities in the Midwest, out in Minnesota, out in, in Iowa, out in Nebraska, out in Idaho, because they need those people in there to swamp the conservative base and, and destroy the Republican Party voting base. It's as simple as that. The terrorism is a bonus. The other, the taking over of the uh, of of the educational institutions are a bonus, mm-hmm. but it is basically to destroy the midwestern and southern base of the Republican Party. Now, Trevor, this is Matt. I want to jump in here because you've just said a lot, and for people who are currently tuning in that have never that do not know who Trevor Loudon is and are thinking on the other side of the radio, oh my God, get your tinfoil hat out. How long have you been researching this? Look, it's since the early 80s, and, and particularly uh, in, in America since about 2006. I was the guy who first exposed Obama's ties to Frank Marshall Davis, the Hawaiian communist uh, who, who mentored Obama as a young man, and I also exposed Van Jones, the Obama's communist green jobs czar. Uh, and Glenn Beck used that information to get him kicked out of the White House. Yes, but, did. you know, you shouldn't believe what I say. Just do the simple math. Right. 
What? You know, wait, 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 wait a minute, Trevor. Wait, wait a minute. You told people to go out and do their own research? I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> look, look. How long does it take to work out? Look, there are. You can search online. There are. We know there are at least twelve million illegals in the country. Many estimates put it at thirty to forty million. Wow. We know that they will vote eighty percent Democrat. We know that by past patterns. What does that do to the politics of your country? It does to your whole country what they already did through California, to California through the same methods. That's where it started in California, organized by a Communist Party member named Bert Corona, who mentored Antonio Villagrosa, who was the mayor of Los Angeles, who mentored Maria Elena Dorazzo, who was the head of the California AFL-CIO, who organized the massive union-driven Latino voter registration drives and get-out-the-vote efforts that basically turned California from a reddish purplish state to a solidly blue state. If you want to know where America's going, if we keep allowing this legal immigration, you look at California, and that's where America will go on steroids if this is allowed to continue. So Trump has got to get that wall built, and he's got to stop, stop the refugee resettlement from the Middle East Otherwise, we're done. Well, isn't this why, uh, sorry, Rocky, but uh, one question here. Isn't this why Donald Trump resonated so much? I mean, when you look at what Donald Trump did and how he campaigned, his main pillar was immigration, was illegal aliens. That's what got him elected. There's no question that that is why he has got to get that wall started. Otherwise, he's going to get smashed in 2018 and completely defeated in 2020. He's got to get that wall started straight away. Voters have to see that he's serious about this. Otherwise, he will lose, and we will lose. All right, Rocky, hit him up. No, you know, I was just going to say, I was referring to Matt um, during the break. I'm kind of upset at myself because when you brought up CARE, I've, I've done a lot of research in regards to the Muslim Brotherhood, and and there's a, a huge amount of people in our society that would not put no thought towards that, uh, what, what we look into and what we find out in regards to the Muslim Brotherhood and all the, under, the organizations underneath their umbrella, how they've infiltrated our political system, our educational system, and, and all major systems that involve our everyday living. Uh, so when you refer to, like, CARE and the Muslim Brotherhood, what's happened in Alabama, we talk about illegal immigration in this country, we look at all the things that we're up against right now, it, I asked Matt a while back on one of the programs, if we continue to go down the road that we're going, Stalin said it once, if you give me a generation of youth and I can change the world. So if we continue to go down this specific path without this being stopped, do you believe that conservatism in this country will be a thing in the past in another 30, 40 years? It'll be a thing of the past in five years or, or 10 years maximum. Look, if the Democrats get complete control of this country in the next election or the one after, and they flood the country with more illegals, they flood the country with um, flood the country with with more more Muslim refugees, you will have a persecution of Christians and conservatives in this country like you have never seen before. You know they are not going. You got to understand this is not liberal versus conservative. This is constitutionalist 
versus communist. These people are serious about establishing a communist state in this country, just like in Venezuela or Cuba. And there's no conservative movement in Cuba that I know of, and there's very little conservative movement left in Venezuela because they shoot them. And so, yeah, look, we, we, the last election was a miracle, you know. America was saved from losing. You, 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 you were on the verge of losing your country in 2016. You were so close. And by God's grace and a lot of hard work, we got another shot. But I think this is the last shot. We have to make sure this is a successful presidency. He does what he said he was going to do. He turns the country around because if he does that, the Democrats are out of power for 50 years. And that's why the Democrats are absolutely freaking out and trying to stop him because they know if he can get the taxes down, if he can open up the energy fields, if he can build that border wall, and if he can do all the things he's promised to do, the money is going to come in flooding back into this country and he, he, he will be regarded as one of the most successful presidents in history. And, and that's, the country on and a that's what the left is working against. That. They that's right. cannot afford to let that happen. Yeah, that's right. Trevor, you're right. Trevor, I didn't mean to cut you off. We've got a minute left here, so we're going to roll you over at least one more segment. This is fantastic yeah, no stuff. We've got Trevor Loudon, uh, the enemies within. I mean, this guy is an expert. This guy's been doing this since 1980, dealing with this. We're talking about the wall, immigration, our government being just infiltrated by a Democratic Party that wants communist rule. And I've talked about, you know, Rocky, you and I have talked about this. Sure have. I mean, this isn't new. Right. And if people knew this, they would certainly change their habits and do different stuff. Our country is on the brink of not being a country in five to ten years. That is extremely scary. Don't go anywhere. The cartel is going to continue this Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty, the conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, it amazes me how the information of the truth is literally in our palms. The information of the truth of the world that we live in is right there in front of us. Myself have attacked it. Matt Locke has attacked it. The conservative cartel has attacked it. But yet we get attacked for being conspiracy theorists when the facts are right in front of your face. That is how compliant we have become as a society. And right now, I am in shock. I am in awe. And I'm literally frightened. Welcome back to the program. The Conservative Cartel, Rocky Stucci, Matt Locke, broadcasting live from the Nine Lion Apparel Studios. If you want to call in, you can call in Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 On the phone, our guest, Trevor Loudon who is the creator of the documentary Enemies Within, and so much more. Trevor, during the break, I'm talking with Matt, 
And when we look at our society and we look at what we are up against, and we look at the diversions, the tactics, we look at the the uh, conflicts between gender and gender confusion, we look at what's going on with these false allegations, we look at all the things that we are taught that we're supposed to argue over. We look at how media manipulates the thought process and the minds of the people, and we have become so far distracted from the reality of what is truly happening within our political system. It is frightening. So when you sit back, Trevor, and you're looking at these allegations, these sexual allegations, when you look at this whole gender thing that we're dealing with in the United States and all these different diversions, and you know the facts that you know, how difficult is it for you to sleep at night knowing that the truth is right there, but yet the majority uh-huh. of the people don't see it? Well, yeah, it, is, it does cause a few worrying nights. But, but look, I'm, I'm also an optimist, you know, and if you look at this country, it is a special place. Mm. You know, your country never should have been founded. You know, you had a bunch of, of farmers and blacksmiths with squirrel rifles taking on the world's greatest military empire. But you beat them. You know, how miraculous was that? Right. You know, how miraculous was the Reagan revolution and the Tea Party revolution and, and the Trump election victory? So we've got to understand that, that this is a special country and it has a, a, a perseverance that's unbelievable. I'm sure the communists thought they could have taken you 40 years ago, but you still keep hanging on in there. So I, I think we're at a time where we have to understand we've been given a last shot. And, and if Donald Trump can do the things he's promised to do, build that wall, lower the taxes, get rid of Obamacare, open up the energy fields and stop the Islamic refugee resettlement, designate the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization, yes. which he's promised to do, if yes. he does all of those things, you can set the left back 50 years. And you can spark an economic boom in this country that will just get all those Bernie kids out of their mum's basements and, and making good money and paying taxes and having mortgages. And they will, they'll forget about that Bernie garbage pretty quickly. So, and the other key thing he's got to do is abolish the Department of Education. We've got to push for that because that will take the youth of America out of the communist hands. So if, if I'm optimistic that we can turn this around, but we can't be complacent because we're only one one election loss away right now from from losing the country. If the Democrats get in again in 2020, and they are working hard to do that, mm-hmm. and I know exactly how they plan to do it, if they can succeed in that and legalise all of the illegals, um, Really, that's that's the end at that point. So we've got to make damn sure that doesn't happen. Well, Trevor, let me. Well, here, here, I, I just got... want to say something before we get we move on too far here, Matt. Okay. I, because you you brought up the educational system, and Matt, and myself, we talked about this new indoctrination within our schools, within our universities, our grade schools, our high schools, and uh, so forth. When you talk about how we need to abolish um, uh, certain things within the educational system, explain to the listeners what is happening to our youth. How are they being taught? to think a very specific way and how right now as we speak is our educational system a major should be a major concern to the american people look if if uh, look i've read a lot of american educational material 
you know, I've got a friend in, in Iowa, for instance, who sent his kid, his girls, to a, a very conservative Christian school to get them out of the public system. And he was shocked at the communist propaganda they were getting at this Christian conservative school. You know, Common Core teachings um, that are now being, you know, pumped into your youth all over the country are basically pure Marxism. The kids are being taught to hate America, that America is evil, that America's founding fathers were, were, were rich, white, white uh, slave owners. They know nothing about the Constitution or liberty or the role that America has played in, in basically saving the world time and time again. They know nothing of this, so they're easy meat for the left. Do you know if only 18 to 25-year-olds had voted in the last election, that the Democrats would have won about 85% of the elections? <laughs> so you, trans- you extrapolate that forward. <laughs> and, 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 and so so the kids are all on the left now, you know, just about all on the left. But so we've got to turn that around real quick. And my argument against the education department is this. Look, you had the best public education system in the world for 200 years. You could, you could build liberty ships. You could send right. people to the moon. You had the, the best engineers, the best tradespeople, the best, of, best scientists, the best of everything in the world. Then in 1976, I believe it was, Jimmy Carter started the Department of Education. And that is taking control of education all over this country. And now I would say to you that some young black kid in a poor, dirt poor school in Alabama in the 1950s would have got a far better education than 90% of American children today in the best school districts in the country. Well, Trevor. Standards would have been higher, the indoctrination would have been less. So you've got to get rid of the Department of Education so education can go back to the states so that then people can start to get local control of education again. Well, and Trevor, we got Trevor Loudon, Enemies Within, on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline here. You're right. In schools, back when this country was founded and up through 200 years, like you said, you learned the Constitution. You learned how to read and write. You learned mathematics. We we had one of the best systems, and you went till the eighth grade. You, you went to the eighth grade, and you got a better education than you're getting today. And we have the three-legged stool here at the cartel. It's exactly what you just said. You've got a media propagandizing. You've got a Democratic Party using that bullhorn, and you've got an education system indoctrinating students. And here's the thing, you hit right on it. We have like 50 or 60% of college students today would give up their right to vote if the government would take care of their student law. Yeah, absolutely. They've got, see, you know, socialization of student loans was a big part of this. You know, you've got, the idea is to flood, you know, look, look, you didn't have to have, once you didn't have everybody going to college, you know, you had, say, 20% of kids going to college and the rest learning trades. Yep. You know, learning to be carpenters, learning to be auto mechanics, learning to be hairdressers. And, and, and that is what built your economy, what built your country. Now you've got all these kids going to college, getting huge student loans, 
learning basket weaving and sociology and women's studies and coming out virtually useless. Now, that's not good for your economy. That's not good for your society. And it's deliberately engineered that way to basically tilt your country to the left. And yep. it's working. I'm telling you, we, we've got about a minute left here, Rocky. I'm Trevor, one more segment. We, we want to get into one more thing yeah, here. We want to dive, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to get you ready. We want to dive into this whole FBI situation with what's going on with the text messages and the insurance policies against Donald Trump being president. And literally, the FBI is turned into the KGB, which goes right along with what you're saying. So we've got Trevor Loudon, Enemies from, uh, enemies Within documentary. You need to check him out. I think one of our listeners put up a link from YouTube to that documentary. I know I've watched it. It's fantastic, but we're going to spend one more segment here, Rocky, and we're going to get into this infiltration that is going on within the FBI and our intelligence agencies and what is currently happening in this whole special prosecution for this Russia collusion with Donald Trump. You're going to want to stick around out there. The conversation is fantastic. My mind is blown. Trevor Loudon Mm. on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Rocky Stucci, Matt Locke, the conservative cartel. We're rolling on this Saturday morning. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to The Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke here, Rocky Stucci on the other side of the microphone. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program today, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is 888-900-3393. I'm going to get right back into this again. We've got Trevor Loudon, Enemies Within, on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. And Trevor, I want to get into this because two FBI agents who were assigned to the Special Counsel on Russia, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, who, by the way, they're they're in an affair. They're both married and are you know in an, an extramarital affair, um, had texted each other during the 2016 campaign about protecting the country against Trump. And I want to throw this out here, and I want to get your opinion, because the direct quote is, I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, who is FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, that there's no way he gets elected, but I'm afraid we can't take that risk, which was written by Peter Stroke. He said, it's like an insurance policy in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. So we have got an FBI agent. We got an agency. We got an intelligence agency that is actively plotting to undermine an election in this country. What say you? Well, that's that's um, you know that's horrific, isn't it? And see what 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 you got to understand is happening in this country is the 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 Soviets were talking back in the eighties that the the model they would use for America is the Czechoslovak model. Now, see, most of West, most of Eastern Europe after World War Two was just simply overrun by the Soviets. 
but Czechoslovakia wasn't. So what they did is they got elected into a coalition government there, the communists, and they took over the, they got awarded the army and the police and the secret police. They were given to the communists and they used those to basically destroy the opposition around the country. And in three years, the communists actually took over. So what they're doing in America is they, uh, under Obama, they basically took over the FBI, they took over the CIA. You've got to remember John Brennan, the head of the CIA, admitted he voted communist as a young man, you know, um, but he was still allowed to join the CIA, which shows how lax his security is. And, and, and so you've got all these agencies that are basically, and the Justice Department, which is completely in the control, under the control of the left. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't a lot of great FBI people and a lot of great CIA people, etc. There are. But the leadership is, contro- is basically Obama holdovers, which means they are leftists. So Trump has to purge those. They are actively campaigning against him. They're actively working to destroy him and reinstall another Democrat president. And that's really unprecedented in American history. But but we all see that's the reality. These emails are damning. So President Trump has no choice but to purge the leadership of all of these organizations and right down to the root and branch of the Justice Department and, and set them on the right track with his own people. Otherwise, they will do him in. You know, this is this is the future of the country here. So we, we have to push President Trump to do this. Um, so, Trevor, we're in grave trouble. Matt here. We've got Trevor Loudon, Enemies Within, on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline. You know, you're talking about this, trying to uh, root out the FBI, the CIA. It's infiltrated. How, do, how does Donald Trump do that? Well, he just basically has the power to appoint the heads of these organizations. And I, I'm hoping the rumors are true that he's going to put Tillis, uh, replace Tillerson as Secretary of State with Pompeo, who's at the CIA, and, uh, and Cotton will go to, Senator Cotton will go to, CIA, uh, go to CIA. And then the purges have to start. You know, they have to start actually removing all of the Obama holdovers and now some of them have moved um, uh, from political appointees to civil servants. They did that um, in the last year of the Obama administration. So I'm hoping the Janus decision, which goes before the Supreme Court soon, which will make it a lot easier to fire public employees, I hope that's successful and that is going to be used to purge a lot of these bad guys out of these these positions. I... Rocky, did you, you, know, hear, you hear that? You I know, mean, I, why is it so I, I'm hard? Sitting here, and, and yeah, uh, Trevor, I just want to sit here in the break. Me and Matt, uh, you know, we're we're at a point where you know we've there's things that we have talked about and that, that you're referencing in the past, uh, but it for some reason it just continues to hit us in the chest, and and it gets to a point to where you almost become speechless, and I get to a point to where I become frustrated because I look at the the point of topic within our culture and our society. And I look at what is important to people and what's not important to people. I look at people talk about how they are, they believe they are fighting for the future of their children when they're so compliant to what our uh, mainstream tells them to be compliant over that they're not doing anything, but yet they believe they are. 
it scares me. And so when we look at everything that's going on within our agencies, within our political system, within our educational system, within our corporations, with the Muslim Brotherhood, the Linda Sassour movement, and Islam, and radical Islam, and this world of crazy that we live in, how much do you believe that the media is just as much on board as every other corrupt uh, communist out there that is trying to take over this country? Oh, look, completely. Um, yeah, and, and, and just think about back about how this happened. Um, you know, uh, before World War II, American media was basically run by people who had trained on the job, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, as apprentices, cadet reporters, and they'd go out and cover the, the county court cases and the school fairs and, you know, the local scandals, and they were normal Americans with normal American values. But after World War II, they started to train all the journalists in the journalism colleges with postgraduate degrees. And those colleges were influenced by Curtis McDougall, who was a Communist Party supporter, who wrote the book that basically invented advocacy journalism. You know, the idea that you didn't report the facts, that you were there to shape history. And that has been the ruling ethos of all of your journalism colleges since the 1950s. So now you have 80% of American journalists self-identify as liberal, which is way out of whack of the general population. And most of the conservatives are either really liberals that don't know it, or they're so cowed by the unions, by the by the ruling ethos that they hardly say a thing. So you've got this media that is completely tilted to the left, and that's, as you say, the third pillar, the, the Democratic Party, the education system, and the media yeah. are, are the ones that are bringing this country down. So that's why we need voices like you. That's why we need the Breitbarts. We need the Glenn Becks. We need the Rush Limbaugh's, and we need the, the Sean Hannity's and, and, and the uh, Mark Levin's. Well, and we need the Trevor Loudons, Trevor Loudon. Right. We, we need the Trevor Loudons of the world, and we're out of time. I want you to take a quick minute and tell everybody where they can find you. So go to trevorloudon.com. Um, that's my website, trevorloudon.com. Loudon is L-O-U-D-O-N. And if you want to get the movie and you got to get the movie, you go to enemieswithinmovie.com. There you enemieswithinmovie.com. go. Enemieswithinmovie.com. It'll knock your socks off. I promise you that. Well, Trevor, you've knocked our socks off today, sir. And and once again, thank you for being a friend of the conservative cartel. Thank you for your conservative voice. Thank you for the information. Don't be a stranger. You're always welcome on the cartel. uh, Anytime you invite me on, I'll be there. Trevor Loudon, thank you so much. Trevor Loudon, enemieswithinmovie.com. Go out there and get that. TrevorLoudon.com. He gave us an hour, guys. He gave us an hour of his time to show you what is going on behind the scenes of this great country. Rocky Stucci, I am just, I'm dumbfounded. Man, I get to the point where, excuse for the way I'm going to talk right now, but you're going to get a little bit of the Clown Punisher coming out now. I get to the point to where I just want to get a two-by-four and start knocking the stupid out of people. As you should. (laughs) Well, but as you should, and as we're talking during the break, you and I are going back and forth, and it's like, wow, we are fighting over all of this minute stuff. Yep. And then there's this. Then there's this. And you've got a guy who's been studying this Mm. since 1980 
who knows what goes on in the inner workings of our government, who right. sees the takeover, the education system, the right. media, the propaganda, the propaganda we're seeing. It is scary, but don't Man. go anywhere. On the other side, John Hawkins, owner, rightwingnews.com. We're going to get into Comey Edit, State Department docs, and maybe a little Lisa Bloom. We don't know, but we're going to get deep into a conversation with him next hour. You're going to want to listen. It's going to be fantastic radio. We got to get to something else because I'm like all bummed out with the truth here. (laughs) You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, newly released documents obtained by Fox News reveal that then-FBI Director James Comey's draft statement on the Hillary Clinton email probe was edited numerous times before his public announcements in ways that seem to water down the Bureau's findings considerably. Now, Senator Ron Johnson from the great state of Wisconsin, Republican, chairman of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, sent a letter to the FBI this last Thursday that shows the multiple edits to Comey's highly scrutinized statement. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. This final hour, as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios, if you want to be part of the program, you can give us a call, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline alongside of the emotional meatball Rocky Stucci. I am Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. We want to give a shout-out to TalkAmericaRadio.us. You can find us over there Monday through Friday, 12 a.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. on our weekday show. You can find us on our weekday show, by the way, on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. We're also on our YouTube channel, the Conservative Cartel. want to give a quick shout-out to our affiliates out there that we're on. Appreciate all of them. And you can find us on iTunes, Spreaker, uh, iHeartMedia, so... Everywhere. Get you some cartel. I know it's the holiday season. I know people are out doing some, you know, of their last minute shopping, that kind of stuff. But Rocky, we've got some edits here and we've got uh, rightwingnews.com owner John Hawkins, who will be joining us. We were, we're waiting for him to call in. He's supposed to be here in this hour. So we'll wait until that happens. But uh, we we were talking with Trevor Loudon last segment, Rocky, about the infiltration of what is going on, not just in our education system, not just within our government, but within our intelligence agencies. Mm. And now we have documents showing that these statements that James Comey came out with, I think you'll remember a year ago, he came out and said, hey, we found more emails on Anthony Weiner's computer who is married to Huma Abedin, who was the right hand woman of Hillary Clinton, we found more emails that we have to look through to see what's going on. And now we know 
that the documents and the statement that came out now says that they've been edited severely. Now, I want to give you a couple of examples. In one of the edits, this is the crazy thing. Comey said it was reasonably likely that hostile (laughs) actors gained access to Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's private email account. Remember that? The, uh-huh. the, the the server she had that wasn't ran through the government, that it was in a closet, that, um, you know, oh, don't worry about it. You know, what's that C at the top of the document mean kind of stuff? You know, I didn't know it was classified kind of things. Well, that language was changed from reasonably likely that hostile actors gained access to merely it was possible. It's a big difference. When you look at that, is it not? Well, it's a huge difference. And, you know, this whole Comey thing, it frustrates me because we were outraged when he was investigating the email thing, when he would come forward and absolutely admit that what Hillary did was against the law. He he made it so obvious that she should have been charged. Yet, this is where we're at, Matt. And here's my question to you as we continue this conversation is that as we call out the hypocrisy and the edits in these statements, are we ever going to be able to go back and reopen this and be able to investigate it thoroughly and properly properly charge people that deserve and should be charged? That's a good question. You know, and I talked about this the other day. And someone in the chat room asked, I think, this week on the show, you know, is anything ever going to come of this? Are we going to, you know, is there a double standard? Are the Clintons going to get away with things that normal people like you and I will not? And, and if you think about what's going on here as we start laying this groundwork for hour three, why are you editing this at all? Mm-hmm. Because when you go back and you start changing the language, what does that say to you? What's Cover your, up initial yeah what's your initial response you're covering something up that's right you're hiding something you're trying to change the narrative Mm -hmm. or the perspective of what people see or think why you know what does it take matt what does it take the, the question the reason is or the answer is to what you're saying is to protect the clinton mafioso thug community uh, when you look at somebody like Hillary Clinton, you know, I think it's hard for people to really grasp the power that the Clintons have in D.C., the power that the Clintons have politically. And I would love to know the list of blackmail that they have on the political system because it is absurd that they continue to get away with this. They've been getting away with things since he was governor. They've been getting away with things since he was secretary of state and even when he was president. It, you look at the hypocrisy of what Bill Clinton did compared to the hypocrisy of the accusations we witness now. So the question is, is what does it truly take for us to prosecute the Clintons for the criminals that they are? Boy, that's a great question. And by the way, on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, I want to welcome in our guest for the hour here. He's just a little, he's a shade tardy, but no big deal. Owner of rightwingnews.com, John Hawkins. John, we've got about three minutes left in the segment. We're going to roll you over anyway, but welcome to the program. 
Thank you. I apologize. I was talking with a friend of mine about suing somebody. So we're going back and forth. The next <laughs> thing is like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be on the radio. So I feel like a jerk. I'm sorry. I love oh, you. Oh, you're, you're, you're all right. And, John, thank you for joining us on the cartel today. No big deal. We've got you for a few segments. So we'll, we'll, we'll get some stuff talked about. But we're talking about the edits. We're talking about right now um, this whole Comey, Hillary Clinton edits. Um, in your opinion, why do you edit something? I think the reason why he edited it was because he's a fan and he wanted to make it easier for Hillary. I mean, if you look at what she actually did, she did break the law. The law is basically if you're grossly negligent with classified material, you're breaking the law. Well, they said, well, she may have been extremely careless with it, but she didn't break the law because she didn't intend to. We don't have to intend to. I mean, I have friends who have clearance. They all tell me they'd be under the jail if they did what Hillary did. So they cut her a huge break. Comey cut her a huge break. And that's just, I mean, it's almost undeniable. Yeah, it is. It's its 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 really, we're talking about two separate Americas here. We're, we're talking about an America that has people like us. And, and we're going to, John, we're going to get to in the next segment your latest column from Town Hall, where the type of Americans that uh, they want to go away, and they meaning the government. But there's two separate Americas here. There, there, there's the America that you and I live in, and Rocky lives in, and Ron lives in, where, you know, we're held accountable for our actions, for breaking the law, for speeding, for uh, tax evasion, fraud, whatever uh, penalty you would like to pick. And then there's an America that has the Clintons in it, where, you know, Rocky, we talked about this. We talked about the doctor in New York City who killed himself by stabbing himself in the heart. Hmm. You, you know, right. it's like uh, you couldn't have uh, took some sleeping pills or hung yourself or, you know, put a bullet in your, put a gun in your mouth. You decided to stab yourself in the chest and you made a very uh, accurate point. You're like, look, the Clintons, you know, want you to know you don't, don't overstep that line. You, you're going to tow the, the mafia line of the Clintons. Hmm. So we're literally in an America that has two separate sets of rules. Could you not agree yeah, with that? Yeah, and oh, go ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, am I cutting in? Nope. Hey, yeah, you know what? The Clintons do get away with this stuff all the time, and they have been getting away with it since Arkansas. They began getting away with harassing the women that were you know, having affairs with Bill. In fact, you know, a lot of people think of those kind of things as conspiracy theories. You know, right. oh no, nah, I'm sure they couldn't have really done that. I mean, you think Hillary right. Clinton would have some private item? Except, you know, one of the guys they hired, he wasn't hired. He wouldn't go for, to jail for, you know, being working for Hillary. But he went to jail for doing exactly the sort of stuff that was done to these women. And the Clintons hired him. They had him on their payroll working on these women. So you look at it and you go, you know what? It's pretty plausible that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were having these women harassed. I'm sure they didn't say, all right, I want you to go out and kill Linda Tripp's cat. But <laughs> if they did... You know, that stuff comes out. And again, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. And, and I, I discount a lot of them. I don't think the Clintons are killing people. I mean, that's me personally. I don't think they are. But, I, you know, when I look at this, I do think they had these women harassed. Like, actually. Well, John, I'm going to cut in here real quick. The music's yeah. playing. We're going to bring you back the next segment. Hang tight. The cartel is going to roll on this Saturday morning. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
You know, it's to the point, folks. You know, when we sit here and we question, you know, what is quote unquote a conspiracy and what is reality and what is the reality that is created for us to think is reality, uh, what are the things that we should be compliant on and what are the things that we shouldn't? And as you learn and as we have guests like John Hawkins, as we have guests like Trevor Loudon, uh, we start learning that what the mainstream media wants us to believe is the reality of the world that we live in compared to what the reality really is are two separate, completely different worlds. Welcome back to the program. The conservative cartel, Rocky Stucci here on the other side of the microphone. Brother at arms, the voice of liberty, Matt Locke, live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393 on the phone. From rightwingnews.com, our brother at arms, John Hawkins. Now, John, I want to ask you something. I have an article up here. Uh, let me pull this up here really quick. I have an article from uh, townhall.com, and you just recently posted it, and it is titled, We're the Type of Americans They Want to Go Away. Please elaborate. If you look in D.C., the Democrats don't like people like us. The Republicans would only care about what we have to say if we gave them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, unfortunately, that's the situation we're in. They don't like people who want small government. They don't like people who want to take power out of D.C. They don't like people who sit and say, well, why should I give my tax dollars to somebody who's not working as hard as I am? You know, those type of people are not respected anymore. They're looked at as a piggy bank. They're looked at as people who are supposed to shut up because it's so weird to me, if you think about it, that these politicians seem to think we work for them, not vice versa. It's it's the strangest thing. I've even talked to some of their age, you know, we've been talking in private, and it's so weird. They're like, well, listen, these people have to do this for, you know, they have to do well, I don't know if we might have just lost John or not. I'm not sure what happened to the single here. Hopefully he'll give us a uh, jingle back, but he, he, he's correct. I mean, look, I want, I want to give you my firsthand account of Washington, D.C., because he's right. When you walk around Washington, D.C., Rocky, it's like they're royalty. Right. It is like, oh, you peasants, what, what the heck? You know, you little, you're, you're pond scum. You don't mean anything. We'll keep the money coffers flowing. We'll keep the money coming in. You know, we'll we'll throw you a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end, it's up to us. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, no, because you know, so I won't get into the subject of what um, somebody that I know was trying to. Uh, he was doing investigative reporting on something. Um, it was a pretty big topic to some people in certain communities. And uh, what he was trying to point out was he was in D.C. and literally trying to approach some of these politicians was no different than trying to approach royalty. Um, They were looking down at everybody, Matt. They were treating people as peasants. Uh, You know, and I think what we forget is that politicians, no matter how much you pay for your suit, are servants of the people. They work for us, and when we approach them on issues that we find important, and then when they look down on us for approaching them on those issues, we have a big problem on our hands. Well, and we do. And the problem is the swamp. And after talking with Trevor Loudon, obviously, in that second hour, we've got big problems 
mm. on our hands. We've got an infiltration of government that we as the people, and look, the first three words of the preamble preamble to the Constitution of the United States, we the people. It's not we the government. They work for us. We pay their salaries. If it weren't for taxpayers, they wouldn't make a dime because they don't create anything. They don't right. produce anything. Our, our our founding fathers, they came up with this idea, this great experiment that is the United States of America. And they knew, they knew the tyranny. They knew the repression. They knew what they were leaving when they left England. They didn't want that. They didn't want men and women sitting around calling the shots. They didn't want royalty. They weren't looking for kings and queens. They were looking for equal opportunity for all. Right. It, it, right. Oh, he's back. Good. We got John back on the line, John Hawkins, Right Wing News. John, you, hey, it's live radio. Am it's I officially fun. your worst guest ever? Not, not I mean, quite, not quite yet. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but you were explaining. We'll get back to this. Live radio happens all the time. Cell phones, technology today. I blame it on the Russians. But you were explaining to our listeners uh, your, your latest article from townhall.com. We're the type of Americans they want to go away. And you were talking about how the government thinks they are the big deal and that they're not working for us. It is so stunning when you ask, because I've been on these email lists where it's a bunch of columnists, a bunch of staff aides, that kind of thing, and you hear them, and it just blows your mind because you listen to them, and they're like, listen, uh, our job is to go up there and protect the voters from their worst interests. It's like, what are you talking about? That's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. And the real problem is all these guys in government, they're up there because they want a job. They're up there because they want to put more money in their pocket. And we're sending them up there to do things. And these are not the same things. I mean, we can see that now. Republicans are running everything. Do you feel like we're winning? I mean, maybe Trump is on a few things, but are Republicans winning everywhere? Are we doing a great job? No, because these guys have a completely different view of their job. Their job is to get paid. Their job is to have power. And it's not the same thing as actually taking care of the things we need them to do. Well, no, and you're so spot on. And I'll tell you, this last paragraph that you have in here, I, I want to talk about that just for a second. Because in the end, you say, look, you know, it would be nice if the government did at least the basics. Then you go on to say, is our border secure? Is the, the budget balanced? Are politicians being responsible with our money? Do we have great public schools? You know, do we have good health care? You know, are they protecting Social Security and Medicare for future generations? We've talked about tax reform. You know, are we taking care of these soldiers at the VA? I mean, these are all the things that the government doesn't do well. And you pointed out. You know, that's the thing. They come to all of us and say, listen, we're going to take your money. And, okay, well, I understand pooling it for, you know, we, we need to have a military, we need to have police, we need to have streets, street signs, all those things. But if you're going to take my money and give it to a bunch of people I would never give it to, if you're going to spend it on a bunch of dumb things that I don't want it spent on, 
can you at least do the basic things right? And the truth is they can't. I mean, if you ask me, name one thing the government does wonderfully. Name one thing the government does as well as the private sector. I don't know of anything. I mean, our military is amazing, but they're always handcuffed to such an extent. I mean, look, we, we, spent, we spend so much time with, with these guys out there in the field, and they've got a guy in their sights ready to shoot them, and they have to call a lawyer in D.C. Right. before they can shoot the guy. This is real, war- this is real life. This is crazy. No, you're you're so right, John. In Rocky, what's on your mind over there? No, you know, there's a lot of things on my mind, and you know, I'm I'm frustrated on on just everything uh, that that we've been talking about. It's it, here it is, John. You know, we we look at the common man, right? Uh, and we look at the division in different worlds that we're witnessing. And, and while you're talking, I'm scanning through some of your articles, and you know, we fight uh, upon so many different things in our society. We fight upon so many things within our culture. Uh, and yet nothing is really being done. I mean, John, you can probably attest, Matt can attest, I can attest that there's so many people out there that are struggling both spiritually and financially every single day. Uh, we're constantly fed BS. We're constantly told what's right. We're constantly told what's wrong. We're constantly told what we should be focusing on, what we shouldn't be focusing on. Uh, when does this madness end? And, and are we going to get to a point of no return? And that is my question to you. Well, I do think eventually we're going to get to a point of no return. We may have hit it. I mean, you never really know when you get that point of no return. You just look back and go, oh, that's when we went over the mountain. Uh, You know, the problems our country has are fixable. But, you know, it requires things like, you know, like, let's be honest, to fix Social Security and Medicare, you would need both parties cooperating. You're not going to get it with just the Republicans or just the Democrats, can they? I mean, can we cooperate on anything anymore? Not just because we don't agree with each other, and we don't. I mean, realistically, if you ask us, and, and Nancy Pelosi on a list of political issues, we would disagree on probably 99 out of 100, if not 100 out of 100. But even once you get past that, we're now at a point where people just feel like, hey, opposition, complete opposition all the time to everything is the way to go. And maybe it is politically, but, I, you know, I mean, as a country, can you run a country long term like that? I don't know that you can. I guess we're going to find out. Well, John, here's a quick question for you. Do you have one more segment, or do you have to run? I have as much time as you guys need me for. I want to get out of the bottom tier of your guests here. Well, I want to get you one more segment after the phone hiccup and getting on a little late in the first. I want to get you one more, and here's what we want to do. We've got about a minute here before we got to hit into break. I want to get into this whole politicizing of our intelligence agencies. I want to talk about Donald Trump and uh, his little uh, press conference yesterday about the FBI because he was down in Quantico yesterday. And then I want to get into this story real quick. This all kind of goes together of these Muslim engagement docs that the Obama State Department let Hillary Clinton and Huma make off with. So we're going to we're going to put all of that into a great big uh, box next segment. We've got on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, John Hawkins. He is the owner of rightwingnews.com. He's a columnist for townhall.com. An all-around pretty smart guy. Rocky, I mean, we've got some big issues that are currently um, darkening the landscape of our political uh, deal here right now with this whole FBI and, and, and Hillary and whatnot, and we've talked about two separate worlds. Anything you want to add there before we head to break? 
No, I, I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions for John when we come back. Uh, it, there's so much I want to talk to John about. It, this, it, the website is fascinating. But, no, uh, we're going to ride that out because uh, I want to talk about um, – I just had a blank of words, Matt. Oh, I, you I, lost your train of thought. I hate identity when that politics. happens. Don't identity go. Politics. That's right. Identity politics. Don't go anywhere. The conservative cartel this Saturday morning on the Blaze Radio Network. Rocky Stucci, Matt Locke. You're going to want to check out these last two segments. If you want to call, give us a jingle. Be right back. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're not sure when you should listen to the Blaze Radio, here are some ideas. While eating way more cookies than you should, while regifting that handmade toilet roll holder, while regretting the previous mentioned cookie decision. Pretty much any time is a good time to listen to the Blaze Radio. Check out our live shows. You've got gun control in Chicago, Illinois. How's it working? Podcasts. There are good parts of your history. Also some parts that are not so good. And on-demand programs. Israelis on the right are hailing this day as a beautiful gift to the Jewish people. All at theblaze.com slash radio. Conservative Cartel, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So we want to jump back into this whole uh, Comey edits deal. We've got some stuff here on uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who struck a deal with the Obama State Department while serving. We're going to get to those things. We did have uh, rightwingnews.com owner John Hawkins on the uh, Black Rifle Coffee hotline, but we've had some difficulties this morning. It is live radio, so we'll see what happens. If he calls back in, great. If not, great. But uh, I'm Matt Locke. On the other side of the microphone, Rocky Stucci. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can give us a jingle. 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline. I want to do some housekeeping here really quick. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee is donating 10,000 pounds of coffee to our men and women who are serving overseas. So if you could do me a favor and help them out, it would be fantastic. They need you to email if you've got loved ones, acquaintances, whatnot, overseas, serving in their unit, name, and address to donations at blackriflecoffee.com. They will get your loved ones some coffee. That's fantastic. If you want to you, buy some Black Rifle Coffee, which I have this morning, you can head over to their website, blackriflecoffee.com. You can use Cartel 10 for a 10% discount, and you can now, through December 21st, get 50% off of expedited shipping. So you'll have it by Christmas. Now, look, I want to say something else, too, while I got you here. If you're watching on our Facebook page, Facebook Live, you will see our conservative cartel shirts. It's got the cartel logo on the left breast. On the back, it's an American flag with the cartel definition. It's fantastic. It's out for a limited time in T-shirt, long-sleeve shirt, and sweatshirt available at NineLineApparel.com. Use Cartel 15 to get a 15% discount there. And it's a limited time offer, so you have to order by December 26th or it's gone. You have 10 days. Get your order in. They will start shipping December 28th. So do us a favor. Show the cartel some love. 
show our great sponsors, Nine Line Apparel and Black Rifle Coffee, some love this holiday season. And for those of you who have been listening on the Facebook page, you've noticed we're playing Black Rifle's new holiday video, which is absolutely and utterly fantastic. But back to this, Rocky, because these edits and and these docs in this two-pronged universe of Clintons and everybody else. But uh, Senator Ron Johnson from the state of Wisconsin wrote a letter to the FBI on Thursday. And he said, look, you know, what's going on down there at the FBI? What's going on with these edits? Because he's saying, I, 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 want, I want you to listen to this. He's saying on here that his concern is that you could read into the original document as finding of criminality in Secretary Clinton's handling of classified material. So we could. And by the way, John's back on the line. John, welcome back. Rightwingnews.com. You know, look, it is what it is. What what, what do you you feel? We're we're talking about these edits. We're, we're, We're talking about, there's a letter written to the FBI. Ron Johnson from Wisconsin sends a letter to the FBI and says, look, uh, this could be seen as a finding of criminality in the way Secretary Clinton handled classified information. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think that is what they found, but then they didn't want to come out and say that. I mean, it's it's one of those things where they twist themselves into a pretzel, not to say the obvious thing because, oh, we're going to catch all kinds of flack from the Democrats, and we don't want to do that. And so they twisted everything around, and they James Comey did it. Uh, these other agents did it as well. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that should not have happened. Yeah, and you're so correct. And I want to go over to another story now because I want to get your view on this real quick, and then we're going to let everybody know where they can find you, what's going on, and all that good stuff. But I've got a headline here um, from, I think, the Daily Wire. This came from. It says, Clinton struck a deal with Obama State Department to keep her records private. Now, I want to read through this, and I want to get your opinion because there's been some records here on um, where she struck a deal with Obama where they said that, look, some of these records and the things you're doing, we're, we're not going to let people know about it. We're going to hide them. But let me, I want to explain to you what they are. So here's what the Obama, here's the deal that Obama State Department struck with Hillary. Um, electronic copy of logs of calls the secretary made in 04. Um, electronic copy of secretary's call grid. Uh, 16 boxes of personal schedules from 93 to 08 prior to her tenure at the Department of State, 29 boxes of miscellaneous public schedules during her tenure as FLOTUS and Senator prior to the Secretary of State, one box of personal reimbursement receipts, one box of personal photos, one box of personal schedule, and a physical file of the log of the Secretary's gifts with pictures of them. So I'm going to ask you a real quick question here, John. When when, when the IRS comes to you and says, uh, Mr. Hawkins... We need a uh, we need a uh, we need all your receipts. We need your mileage log, and we need any gifts that you received from any companies. And you say, "Well, I, I I don't have them. I struck a deal with the government." Where do you think you'd be? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it, again, we have those two Americas, and it's not John Edwards America where one little girl doesn't have a coat and the other one does. It's an America where Hillary Clinton gets to do whatever she wants, and the rest of us don't. And you know, it's been big in America. We love to say no one is above the law. I, I got to tell you, Hillary Clinton is above the law. 
in America. And she's not the only one, and it shouldn't be that way. Everybody should have the same rules they follow. Everyone should have to deal with the same laws. And it's disgraceful that they give her a pass on that kind of thing. And you know what? If they're giving her a pass, there's a whole legion of people they plan to give a pass. And I guarantee if you're listening to this, you're not going to be one of them. No, the, the, the peasants here in this country are not going to be the people that get the pass. And like you said, John, I mean, we're starting to find all these, we're finding out about these slush funds for uh, congressmen and women to fight sexual harassment claims. We're starting to find out a lot of stuff going on in our government right now. And of course, they're allowing Hillary Clinton to hide records and documents and everything else. So at this point, John, we got about two and a half minutes. Tell everybody where they can find you and what you do. Well, I'm John Hawkins. If you want to get a book of mine, 101 Things All Young Adults Should Know, great purchase for anybody under 30, just in time for Christmas. That's a good thing to do. I also run rightwingnews.com. I do regular columns on townhall.com. And you can get me on Twitter at John Hawkins RWN, where I am usually not this cursed, where I leave a radio show three <laughs> times in three segments. I feel like this is a episode of Final Destination or something. It's Very a little weird. Well, I'm, you know, so John, we'll we certainly appreciate your time. You are a great American and a conservative, of course. And, uh, as we talked about on the phone, we're going to make this a regular deal. We're going to have John on about once a month or so. We're going to get his opinion and what's going on in his new columns and get out there and buy his book. I mean, if you've got some youngsters out there, what's the title of it again, John? 101 Things All Young Adults Should Know. That should be a must-buy for every, every, everybody who's under 30. John Hawkins, thank you. Great friend of the program. We certainly appreciate your time. Rightwingnews.com. Give him some love. Check him out at townhall.com. Rightwingnews.com. Thanks, John Hawkins. Appreciate it. Look, Rocky, once again, uh, what great guest, by the way. I mean, great conservative voices. And, and, and I want to end this segment with this, this thought. We, we've sat around, we talked about, it. there's big things coming to the cartel. Big, big things. I'm seeing some stuff in the Facebook chat wall here. Um, the Saturday show of the conservative cartel for the blaze is not going to miss a day over the holidays, by the way. We're on next Saturday, which will be the 23rd, and then we're on the Saturday after the 30th. It, it, just the way it falls, we're going to be on, and that's the deal. We're not going to miss any holidays. But the conservative cartel... Monday through Friday show is taking the last week of the year off. So we're taking off from Christmas Day, the 25th, and then we're going to be back better than ever, all new equipment, brand new studio, all kinds of stuff, January 2nd. So you're you're going to want to get ready, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to visit theconservativecartel.com because I'll, I'll, I'm going to say right now, producer Ron Phillips, the spaceship is back up and flying. <laughs> it, it, he is spaceship. in like, you know, he's like a little kid on Christmas uh, morning. Yeah. I mean, he's got his monitors all mounted. He's got his brand new mixer board. Because for those of you who don't know, Ron Phillips's house got struck by lightning. It caught fire. We lost all of our stuff. All of our stuff is back. We're literally right now back to about 85 to 90% of where we were before the fire. We've got a great desk, a great new desk coming for our new studio made by Danny Jackson and the, and the folks over there that made the desk for, for the blaze that you see in Doc Thompson's studio we were sitting in. So we're excited about that. But big, big things are coming, and we're going to take that last week of the year off as the cartel Monday through Friday. But you won't miss a Saturday cartel blaze show. So 
At least you got that. Now, look, don't go anywhere. We'll finish up this show, wrap it up, put a little neat bow on it. The conservative cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, so I asked the question, and I, I actually wanted to get John's um, uh, opinion on this because uh, you know some of the things that that we focused on in the past, and this is going to be kind of relevant to to a lot of things we talked about in this program is our society and our cultures and what's important and what's not important. And we talk about transgenderism and we talk about transgender transgenderism in our youth. And that is something I want to bring up to Matt in this final segment of the conservative cartel right here on the nine line apparel studios. If you want to call in, you just got a few minutes left. You can call in on the black rifle coffee hotline, triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So I want to start out with the question. This is the question I'm going to start the segment out with. If a parent whatever sexual preference or gender they choose indoctrinates their child or their son to be a a girl or their daughter to be a boy, is that a form of child abuse? And that is something that comes across my mind all the time because in front of me from rightwingnews.com, a family of four all identified as transgender, including two young kids. So the father is really a mother. The mother is really a father. The son is actually a daughter and the daughter is actually a son. Now, we have become a psychologically deranged society. But the question is, Matt, should this be looked at as child abuse? Well, it's a mental illness. I mean, I'm literally confused by the whole situation. <laughs> Which pronoun should I use? I, this isn't, I mean, this is where we're at in a society. You, you, so you've, got a, you've got a woman who thinks she's a man. So yep. you, 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 you've got the mother who thinks she's a father. You've got the father who thinks he's the mother. And you've got the daughter-son who think they're the son-daughter. Right. Wow, that is that is just, I mean, it surely is, it, doesn't it have to be child abuse? I mean, isn't it, isn't that... Well, scarring your child mentally i mean right. it's definitely a form of indoctrination they're, they're indoctrinating that into their children so their children are growing up thinking that that is actually normal when you know uh from a psychological level it is a mental disorder but so now let's go back when we had trevor loudon on here in the second hour of the program and he was talking about our educational system and this new flux that we are dealing with uh from a communistic perspective from an indoctrination style of perspective and we see over these past few years, we're seeing this new uh, change, this new dynamic in our culture. I mean, it's okay to wave a communist flag in our streets and not get condemned for it, but if you carry a Bible around in our streets, you're going to get prosecuted for it. We're looking at this new transgenderism. We're looking at this this whole new mindset of our youth. And so when we're talking about communism infiltrating our political system, we're talking about radical Islam, Muslim Brotherhood infiltrating our political system, and then we also look at the youth that are being indoctrinated what kind of society are they truly trying to build for the future of this country? Because when you look at the broader picture, 
It is frightening of what we have become. It's sad. It is frightening. I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more, but it's sad. It's literally sad because I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. A child, how does a child make that decision? How does a child come to the realization that they're a little boy trapped in a little girl's body? I mean, we talked about this, Rocky, on our show during the week where that Christian teacher Mm -hmm. got suspended for misgendering a female student. He called her a girl. I mean, society, you are, and I've said this before, and and, okay, here, here we go. Here comes the Matlock soapbox, and I'm sure I'm going to get emails on this, so Matt at theconservativecartel.com is my email. I do not believe you're born gay. I believe you are conditioned by your environment and by what you understand and what you know and what you're taught that makes you gay. I, I mean, if you were born gay... Scientists would have found that gene, right? They would have found the chromosome or the DNA or the gene or whatever it was that made you homosexual. They'd have found it by now, right? They haven't. And once again, the left will battle you and I over the fact of of, of science, climate change, and the whole garbage that we see every day. But in the end... They can't use science to prove their point. So we've got a family who met at a transgender reassignment therapy session, I guess, who are mentally unstable. And, and, you know, the left talks about wanting to take guns away from mentally unstable people, which I agree with. We ought to be taking kids away from mentally unstable parents. My two cents. It's a good two cents. But, you know, and think of the the future consequences that this has. So if a parent's going to indoctrinate, let's just reference a son because, you know, Matt and I, we we consider the fact that if you're a boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. There is no X. Um, so if you have a parent who believes that transgenderism is just as normal as non-transgenderism, so they raise their child and indoctrinate their child to be a transgender. So they have a son who's in third grade. And they indoctrinate this child to believe that he is a girl. So they start dressing him as a girl. So now this boy who's in third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade is now going to school with makeup on, going to school with the dress on, going to school wearing women's underwear because their parents taught this boy that he was supposed to be a girl, which became his reality. So now this boy is going to grow up. His brain is going to start maturing to realize that what he was taught was one thing and what his reality is going to be a different thing. And he's going to realize that, hey, I'm actually a boy and I want to be a boy and I want to grow up to be a man. But now because of his parents' actions and not allowing this child to make their own decisions and to grow at the rate that they were supposed to grow the way God intended it to be, they are going to be remembered by everybody. They are going to be. Uh, they're going to be. They're going to have nightmares at the fact is, is that their parents dressed them as a girl while they were going to school, and that's what they're going to be remembered by. So we're just not uh, creating immediate consequences towards that kind of situation. We are creating catastrophic psychological issues for generations to come, and our scientific community is not standing up against us like they should. Well, and we also know, Rocky, that uh, it's like eight out of 10 of these children grow out of this, that eventually 
when they actually do become young adults, they 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 find the error of their way. Yeah, or in, commit in, suicide. In, or or yeah, or commit suicide or or something else. The the sad part of this story is that this is celebrated from the left. Yep. That this is celebrated in our society as being brave as as being something that is revolutionary that is being something that should be praised and should be highlighted in our society that's the scary that's the sad part of this story and if you read that article over at rightwingnews.com the, the gentleman writing it gives it a kind of a snarky angle because in the end my God didn't make a mistake. My I didn't come off the assembly line wrong. You know, we all look, you've got disabilities. You've got children born with down syndrome. You got children born with cerebral palsy. You know, God didn't make a mistake. You, and you can only, you can only do with what you've been given. And, and, you know, these people, look, we're all blessed to have our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all blessed to be in the greatest country on the planet. We should all be thankful. And if it's at this holiday season, I mean, we're coming up on Christmas in nine days. You know, it's a time to look back and to be thankful. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is, you know, Thanksgiving, but at the holidays, you're with your family. You, you, you get to exchange gifts. You get to remember what the, the season is truly all about and it's at these times where you get to you know maybe you don't see your family all year long you know you get to hang out with your family you get to share memories you get to share fellowship you get to to under fellow you know you get to have that ability in this country that a lot of countries don't have we have freedoms that a lot of countries don't have and rocky that's one of the biggest reasons we started doing that honoring our heroes that's right segment i mean we have freedoms because of the great police officers, firefighters, first responders, veterans who go out and protect us, who do the tough job, who do the things that need to be done so that you and I can come on behind these microphones and be on the great platform of the Blaze Radio Network and, and, and say our opinion. So, you know, that's a long monologue at the end of the program, but I can't believe three hours is already done. I want to thank Trevor Loudon. I want to thank John Hawkins, uh, Travis Thorpe. Great guests today. Look, we'll be back next week. Have a great week. Check us out on Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.